Hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass Sober Thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where Krisha and I talk about all the movies that we watched this month, well, completely and utterly sober. Mm-hmm. And this month, we covered sci-fi movies. Did you even email me the notes for this? We don't have any notes for this. For, for this? Oh, oh, no, that's, that's true. That's what I said, because like, I remember writing on this paper, or look what, with you, but... No, you didn't. Well, I was Don't there. even pretend. I was there when it was written. But anyway. I was there when it was written. Oh my god. So, we did sci-fi this month. We did a lot of sci-fi movies. Did you enjoy this month? No. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I liked it. It was just like... I should <laughs> look up monkeys one more time, bro. Oh my god. Do you... Is there any other, like, sci-fi movies that you wish we did? Um... We could have done maybe you would have hated Interstellar, but I was I, gonna. I was totally thinking. But I've n- I've never seen it all the way through. So. It's so boring. I, I I try every time I try to watch it. It's, it's boring. Yeah. But again, it's with Timothy Chalamet. Mm. 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 I watched it with my dad. I bet you did. Interstellar. Um. But yeah. So our first movie that we did this month was. And do you remember when we said we're gonna fuck up the names and we gotta like keep a tally mark of how many times we fuck up? Yeah. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. We fucked up twenty-two times that's with not, the names. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um. So Dune. Mm-hmm. Dune. 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 Are you excited for the part two that's coming? Oh my gosh! Yes, we got Austin Butler, Florence Pugh. Very excited. Elvis and Florence Pug. Mm-hmm. Very excited. So, I did say that I was going to order the book. It did come in the mail. Ooh. I do own Dune now, so I'm very excited to start There's that. seven books, by the way. Yeah, I tried to look up a simpler version to read, and there is none, but the hardcore fans told me I should read the first three, and then the prequel book, and then the last three in the series to get the whole Dune experience. So I was like, is there a spark notes? Literally. I was just like, I feel like this is too much information. And from what I've gathered from the first few pages that I read is that the book starts with Jessica waiting up Paul to talk to uh, the Ben Jesuit. Benny Jesuit? Yeah. It's Ben Jesuit. 23. Oh my god. But yeah, that's that's what I've gathered what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we talked about the early 2000 miniseries and like binge watching it, but honestly it looks so scary. Uh-huh. It looks scarier than the 80s version and it Literally. comes in a three disc set. Like I watched the trailer for it and somebody famous that I know I want to say James McAvoy is in it uh, McAvoy mm-hmm. is, is in that yeah I can't they, they have a thing they have a thing with putting people that were in X-Men movies in the Dune movies who else is in the Dune movies um that's an X-Men the guy who plays Charles Xavier the bald guy who also plays Picard from Star Trek well you keep saying no he's not in Dune he in was, this one or the, or the in the 2000s one Oh, I've, ne- I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is in that. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name. God, what was, what was his name? Uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, it's Patrick something. I just can't remember his last name, but Patrick Stewart, yeah. But he, yeah. He's in that movie. Yeah, and honestly, it looks so scary. Like, I watched a trailer for it, and it has, like, the guys, like, narrating, like, in theaters, like, that kind of, like, narrating voice, and I was like, this looks so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the reviews, and all they could say is that it was hella fucking boring. Literally. <laughs> and I was like, wow, should I order this? 
Yeah. It's kind of just like, maybe you're better off saving your money, you know? Literally, man. It was kind of expensive. I think it was like $40 for the whole thing. Literally. I was like, mmm. But anyway, if you guys want to watch watch Dune, if you guys want to, like, read Dune, I got mine on Amazon for, like, 15 bucks. It was $14.99. 15 bucks. It's $14.99. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember in the beginning, we see a message that tells us that dreams are messages from the deep, and we kind of see that motif played out throughout the film? Do yeah, you agree? what was that about? But do you agree with the message from, like, your own perspective of the film? Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense, because, like, we even see uh, the dreams aren't just, like, things mm-hmm. that haven't happened they're things that will happen yeah at least in the film yeah yeah and i think not only with paul but with jessica's character as well mm-hmm. yeah i love jessica there's nothing there's nothing that lady can't do to make me upset okay what other media was she in recently that we were watching recently rebecca ferguson oh mission impossible oh my god yeah. <laughs> so christian says he hates when sci-fi uses the term spice for drugs yeah it's just so, it's so lazy and I looked up why they do that, mm-hmm. and I found that some writers create new worlds in genres requires first mining through the social and scientific things they're familiar with, and then making them unfamiliar. A device used for little, literal and metaphorical expansionism. Spice root word means small volumes, but high value. Like, because literally all, all it is is they're taking from, like what kicked off like the age of exploration mm-hmm. whatever when people were like sailing all over the world yeah, just yeah. to try and get like that's why I asked you so I was like oh like Magellan and you were like no well, Sarah, Magellan, you fucking stupid bitch well Magellan was a, was just he was just trying to be the first to circumnavigate the world what, you know what I mean like, and he didn't by the way I mean the rest of it, uh, part of his crew did but he didn't but you know what I mean though he, he got murdered in the first Christian nobody cares nobody cares <laughs> did you know what I mean though yeah yeah, I like get the whole like spice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? I mean, also because like in sci-fi, spice is used for things other than just eating. Mm-hmm. And back then, spices were used for things other than eating. They were preservatives. Mm-hmm. They were used to for cleaning. But were they drugs? No, and that's why, and that's why I think it's also kind of lazy because like that's cool, but you also like kind of the same thing, and it's always the same thing. It's always some sort of space drug. Like, in our own timeline, like IRL, in, his, in our history, spice has been many different things. But in sci-fi, it's, like, always some drug. So I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I Because don't. in my head, it's more like, oh, so you're doing, like, like food. Until somebody, like, corrects me and it's like, no, no, no. I mean, and not. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Uh-huh. But yeah. So what do you think of, like, all of the family names? They're almost real, if that makes sense. The names? Yeah. Like Paul in Idaho? Yeah, or, like, I was thinking more like Atreides and mm-hmm. Harkonnen. Yeah. Like... Did you know that there's, like, 15 houses alone that are named in this, like, series? And, like, all I could think was, like, God, how was this published? Literally. You know like, what I mean? I, I swear, homie, you just have, like, a... Uh, uh, a cork board with like can, with like the oh, can, he, connecting he, ca- he had to he had there's to there's no way he just remembered everything exactly dude. and I'm just like he probably had like an entire room in his house just dedicated to and honestly I'm so hesitant in starting this book because like this is a lot for one person like there's just a lot of information like thrown at you you know yeah, keep on. And then like you know how like there's that encyclopedia thing at the end of the book oh yeah the glossary whatever dude it's 
Yeah, abs- like it takes like a good fifteen pages. Yeah, and it's just like I know, and I'm just like because like, I would hate to read, but I know, I know. I wish it was at the bottom of the page, like. Oh yeah, like footnotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I, footnotes I, would be yeah, better. Yeah, that would be better. Maybe it's just the version that I have. But anyway, I feel like this is like a space Bible, bro. Like this is like I'm reading the beginning of like a religion. Space Bible. I mean, technically you are. Oh my god. This, this is Genesis. Oh my god. This, this is the book of Genesis and then after he meets the mm-hmm. and then part two like the movie part two is going to be Exodus essentially that's crazy if you want to think about it that way oh Loki yeah so Christian mentioned in a scene where the Atreides family comes to Arrakis that bagpipes are played Arrakis. And, you, and you said that it was clowned on and I wanted to know why the bagpipes were in like included in the first place I, I think people were just clowning on it because bagpipes mainly and they're like that's a weird instrument but to be honest like I feel like space instrument I feel like if it yeah if it was if it was like (laughs) any instrument yeah like if homies whipped out trombones Mm -hmm. and uh clarinets like it'd be weird it just is weird I think you're just thinking oh future space Mm sci-fi but like in this civilization they also like don't have computers yeah so like well that's why I think it's more like a a renaissance like yeah space future Literally. You know? Literally. So, but the decision to include pipes was made by both Hans Zimmer and uh, Villeneuve, Villeneuve as a way to expand the character's culture and traditions. Mm-hmm. Villeneuve said, quote, I was thinking music, a traditional instrument. I'd always seen Atreides as kind of a Celtic people, so I realized they couldn't just disembark their ship. They had to be, how do you say, piped out. End piped qu- out. End quote. And I got that from the National, so... Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. That I just love how, they like... Pipe them out. Literally. I really love this film because every little thing is so detailed and that it all fits together. You know what I mean? And, like, with that... And now that we know the context of that, like, this is their culture and that's where they come from. Literally. And yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really sweet. And I don't know. I just really love minor details like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the film... They made the uh, Chris knife seem like uh, only Paul was the only one who was able to, like, really wield it, mm-hmm. you know? And while we see other people with, like, different kinds of weapons and whatnot, um, why do you think that that one was so important, first off? I think it's just because that was Paul's, like, destiny. Yeah. But it did make it... The film did make it seem like only Paul was supposed to have that. So I was really confused when every... All yeah, of the, because uh, we see the Fremen. Yeah, all the and, Fremen have it, and I was just like, okay. And like, oh, it comes from the tooth of a dead sandworm, and I'm like... I don't know, because like in the, in like one of the books, uh, mm. Children of Dune, it's a uh, revered uh, re- or it's not revered, revealed through uh, Letter of the Second that uh, the knife dissolves after its owner dies, mm-hmm. which is so. So if I give it to someone else mm-hmm. and I die, will the knife dissolve? Or does, I don't know. Or does it just know like who transfers it? You know. Kind of like how sealing works, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> But, uh, Christian didn't like that joke. <laughs> I, it, it took me a second to even get it. That's how unfunny it was. That's why everyone comes to the podcast for me, bro. <laughs> so in the film, uh, we discussed the uh, wolf thing. Yeah, that that. Do you remember that penis-looking thing? Yeah, dude, that was so scary. Yeah, like the Reverend Mother of mm-hmm. like the Ben Jesuit mm-hmm. or whatever. She I had. thought it was hers, but it's actually uh, somebody else's. The parents. Yeah. Yeah, but um. It's not mentioned at all in the books, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know. I don't know either. Why? 
And why does it look like that? Why did what you mean by that? Literally. What did you think of that creature? I was like <laughs> get this penis away because from Because it has like hands for like Yeah. Like long arms and it had hands and I was just I don't know. I mm -hmm. didn't like it. And so we kinda glossed over, but when we discussed the uh Sardaukar blood ritual or whatever, mm -hmm. um why? Why what? Like why did they do this? Yeah, literally. I just wish that was explained more as to why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I want to know. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I do want to know. I want to know all the things. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but I think I found that, um... Yeah, I remember that. Like, you were telling me about the, uh, how it's from, like, the blood of their enemies. Mm -hmm. Or from the blood of, like soldiers who didn't make it through training yeah yeah and i thought that was wild i, I mean i got that information from reddit so i guess take that with a grain of salt well they like, probably got it from the books or something maybe but i was just like that's wild can you imagine not passing to the point where like but i think they made it seem like the guys were like willing to die for that cause Makes like sense. if i'm this shameful for not passing at least i can go to battle with my brothers through blood yeah you know like it doesn't make much sense to me not make sense but it's just more like that's really brutal mm -hmm. a brutal way to live you know yeah definitely so one of my favorite characters is duncan idaho of course <laughs> and i love how beautifully choreographed his fight scenes are and his major fight scene toward the end of the film took three weeks to train for so basically this massive fight was broken down into five parts during filming Mm -hmm. And that was on, like, Jason Momoa's, like, YouTube thing yeah. to, like, promote the movie. And I thought that was so interesting. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? can you imagine that much extensive training? Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. He's like... Ugh. Ugh. I know, but just, like, to make it, like, look flawless like that. Like, I don't know. I guess it's a bit like dancing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said before, the relationship between Paul and Jessica comes off as sexual every time, especially when they're changing into their still suits. But on r slash dune, someone pointed out that this scene shows how Paul is in his element in the desert while Jessica is out of hers. And in this part of the book, Jessica points out that Paul's abilities have surpassed hers. But in this scene, in the film, it is the first time she didn't have to tell Paul to get dressed. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I thought that was wild. I was like, she did. She did do that. She did do that. Isn't that wild? Anyway, did you enjoy this film? Yeah, it was a fun film. I it just kind of went on for a while. Are you serious? Yeah. We I should, think... we should have split it into three parts. <laughs> three three-hour movies. Literally. Would you give it a new rating? What did I rate it last time? I know? can't remember. I don't think I wrote it down. I think I'm going to keep it Nate. Yeah, I think I, you I did. think that's what I did yeah. give it, but I'll keep it an 8. I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to still keep it at a 9. I yeah. really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And not because I liked Timothy Chalamet, but because he's such a good actor. And I just, I loved everybody in this film. Yeah. Like, when people died, I was sad to see them go, so you like, know? Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Like, I was really invested, like, even before the Atreides family went to Arrakis. Like, I was so interested. The hair was like, bye-bye. Yeah, literally. I was sad for them, you know? Yeah. And watching Paul become like more into himself like more of a man i guess mm -hmm. and realizing what he has to do and accepting his fate that he is like stepped into this role he was kind of born into yeah but yeah uh, so the next film that we did was more of a tv show Ooh. was the twilight zone i love the twilight zone so what did you think about it, to be honest? Um, it kept my attention. I do think 
it kind of, especially the first episode, kept my attention, but the second and third kind of took me a second to get into it. Yeah. Especially the second episode. I found it really boring. Um, and the twist was like, okay to me. But I feel like the first and third episode, I think the first episode was really good because the twist was really good. Mm -hmm. And then with the third episode, I think it was more like a lesson to be learned kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But why specifically these three episodes? Well, I felt like they Because were... you did have a hard time trying to choose which episodes Because I, I was like, okay, do I want to do all of my favorite episodes? Mm. Or do I want to do the episodes that maybe people haven't watched, you know? Because mm. everyone's seen Monsters are doing on Maple Street mm. or whatever, but not everyone has seen... Is that your favorite, though? It's one of them. I feel like you should have done things that are your favorite. Uh, yeah. I feel like that would have meant more to you, you know? Yeah, uh, so I was like, do I want to do ones that are my favorite, mm. or do I want to do ones that not very many people see in, like, The Arrival, mm. you know? like. Do you like Arrival? I do like it. Mm. It came to mind when I was doing this, but it was all I knew it was a little more boring than the others. Yeah, would you say Arrival's your favorite? No. Mm. So why'd you pick it? Because it was still good, in my opinion. Yeah. Although it's a bit weird towards the end, mm. it was good. Are there any other episodes you wish you could have done? Oh, definitely, It's a Good Life. Yeah. And, um, which, if you don't know, It's a Good Life is, there's this, like, omnipotent, like, six-year-old boy, whatever, and he controls this entire town, and it's based off of a short story, I think, of the same name, mm. whatever, but, like, something else, too, is, like, he's also made it so there's no way out of town, so they don't know if he he just made it so they, they can't leave town, mm. or if, like, he destroyed the rest of the world and they can't leave, mm. or whatever. Like, he's just... It's crazy. That is crazy. So, I feel like the way you talk about Rod Sterling throughout the whole episode is with a lot of admiration. Is that the kind of writer you want to be? Yeah. I think I think that... He, I thought he was a really good writer. Yeah. I've always admired The Twilight Zone. Mm. I'm not as familiar with his other work, but from what I've heard, it was still good. Oh, yeah? Twilight Zone only stopped because it was, like, getting so big that, like, he couldn't, like afford to like make it anymore mm. like it was getting super expensive to make and he wasn't sure he could recoup his losses mm. that was only it, well, so like nobody was watching then oh no a lot of people were watching it was just super expensive to make like mm. the episodes kept getting more expensive oh thought probably because of like the big ideas or yeah well oh. in set design and whatnot that's wild yeah and i know they had like a reboot in like the early 2000s i think yeah and i remember one episode and it's where everyone was all in a cage and they would date and the people didn't understand why they were going to hell and the guy was like am i going to hell because i'm gay is is that all it is that all i did Literally. not because i'm a bad person but because of who i love and that really hit me as a child i was just like oh my god yeah yeah but that's the only like i don't know if that's i don't know the context of it but i do remember like that specific part when i was a kid and it scared me, and I didn't watch The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Did you ever watch the early 2000s one? I have not, and I wanted to watch the new one that came out. Oh, the one that's, like, with Jordan Peele? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I that. haven't seen any episodes of We that. should. We should watch it. I'm scared. What? <laughs> it's scary. It looks scary. Yeah. We should watch it, though. So, you mentioned during Rod Serling's military service during World War II that he felt he was taken away from the fight, especially as a Jewish man. 
So I researched to see if the US military did that often for like safety reasons, but a lot were actually there to fight, but also liberate camps, which is like, really wow, kind of takes my breath away, you know? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like freeing your people, like there must be like so much pride in that. Like it just amazes me how much love and compassion and empathy and like, you know, how love kind of always wins in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt bad for him that he really wanted to go out there and he just couldn't. But yeah. they wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's my opinion on that. That's your opinion on that? Yeah, because you gave like that fact and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's that on that. You have nothing to say about that? Uh, I don't know. I do remember though, because like... In terms of like how like gruesome and grueling it was to like be on the front lines in terms of combat being in the pacific where sterling was was it it almost always worse than being in any other theater Mm. just on how like inhumane everything was like on top of the fact that you're always fighting it's Mm. like in you're in the middle of the pacific ocean it's hot disease all that like you said he even said that like there was a time uh a supply crate uh, that was getting dropped to them came loose of its parachute and it like nearly decapitated well it did decapitate like one of his uh guys that he was with oh when, it, when it landed that's crazy like i told you that during the episode i don't remember any of that yeah like it was pretty it was pretty terrible all that's around awful oh my gosh that just makes me like so sad like how gruesome war can be sometimes mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't think the average human being can really be put under that kind of like stress you know yeah and i think it's really terrible that like people on top send people on bottom to go fight their wars mm-hmm. it just makes me so sad you know yeah well anyway on a on a different note on a different note <laughs> so in this episode you wanted me to recreate the way the chancellor yelled at what words were to step into the light and i wanted to know why and was their meaning behind it mm meaning behind what exactly the chancellor yelling at wordsworth to step into the light uh because he because he's making a scene of it mm. he wants people to know how powerful the state is and yeah. so when it just looks like he's yelling at not nobody it doesn't mean anything so he's like no come back in here so we can like make a show of you mm. that's powerful stuff because it's probably being televised too to be honest really probably i mean we don't know that and it's never said in the episode yeah. that the trial is being televised but, but i guess we can infer but, it but the execution was being televised that's crazy but we never really got into it, but how would you like to die by the hands of the state? I, I don't. But if you had to choose. If I had to choose between, what are my other options? They're just saying you can pick. Oh, I can pick yeah. my method of execution? Yeah. Um. I feel like... Honestly, I feel like his would be pretty good. Like, you'd probably die almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And it probably wouldn't be super painful for long. I don't know. I feel like for me, I'd want to die in my sleep, honestly. Like something peaceful. Okay. Like, I don't want to die a gruesome death. I feel like you couldn't get yourself to fall asleep, though. No, I'd want somebody to give me, like, a a sleeping thing. And then, then, like, put me to sleep, I guess. Euthanize me, please. Euthanize. (laughs) Take you out back. Literally, right? Oh my gosh. That's awful. In The Obsolete Man, you asked me how I feel about Romney's character, and I said in that episode, I did not care for him. But since I am sober and I have changed my mind, I think Romney is the true victim of the state. 
because he died because of the institution he believes in. And I think Wordsworth found true freedom, unlike Romney, who thought he had it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah? Definitely. Mm. 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 His name is Romney Wordsworth. So who are you talking about? Oh, I'm about? talking about the other guy, the Chancellor. The Chancellor. That's, yeah. why, that's why I was confused. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Chancellor. I felt bad for... You I felt bad for the Chancellor? Well, yeah, because he's the true victim of the state and not Wordsworth because Wordsworth... You feel bad for the cop? Okay, yeah, but, like, he died thinking that the state worked, but it really doesn't, and it will work against anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. That's not him. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, like, it's still kind of terrible Sahara feels bad for the cop. I think it's more like I value human life, okay? But cops? Okay. No, but anyway... Uh, but, like, I get what you mean, though. Like, he thought that even he was safe and he wasn't. But, but that also kind of, like, exposes the whole narrative of the episode to, like, mm-hmm. nobody's safe. Like, nobody's safe except for the people at the very top, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what did you really think of those Bible verses, Psalms 23 and 59? Like, why do you think those specific verses are used? I feel like just because, especially, I can't remember which one it was, but it was the, uh... Uh, the one where he's saying, like, uh, those who uh, are with me be not afraid, or something mm-hmm. like that, like, talking, like, that was mm-hmm. God speaking there. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was good, because it, it's Romney coming to terms with the end of his mortality, you mm-hmm. know? So he's like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. He's like, I'm not getting, at no point did Romney try to get out of his situation. Yeah, no. He accepted, he knew. Oh, he knew from the second he walked into that courtroom. Yeah. That's some powerful stuff right there. He was just like, all right, how can I take everyone down with me? Literally. Good for him, though. So with the arrival, do you think ghost airplanes are today's pirate ghost ship stories? Well, they even said at the end, like, it's like a, a modern flying Dutchman. Oh, really? Didn't you, not, didn't you catch that at the end of that? I was high when I wrote this question. Yeah, at the end, they're like, so like a modern flying Dutchman or something like that. Why do you think no one likes the plane episode? And for me, I think it's just, it's confusing. To it's confusing. Out. Yeah. Honestly, it's confusing. It's a little boring. I just like it. So, when it comes to episodes like Color Me Black, does it make you feel like you should be doing a part in something bigger? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I always feel like I I always could be doing more. But I also feel like I'm, like, one person, so what can I do, you know? Yeah. Like, what spark can I add to the flames, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, since the KKK is alluded to during that episode, I think it's a good time to as I need to mention, that wild KKK documentary. Have a nice white day. Have a nice white day. Do you remember that? I do remember that. You should tell our audience about that documentary. So, the documentary was, uh... Like, modern-day KKK members? I don't know, yeah, I don't know what it was called, but yeah, they were following, like, members of, like, the Ku Klux Klan today, or whatever. But it was just, like, people in their backyard just partying, and they just, like, it was obvious that they just wanted camaraderie, and this was their only way of getting it somehow. Yeah, like, like, like you you feel kind of sad for them. It is so sad to watch, and it's just, like, like they're barbecuing and then they're making up like different ranks for them to give them for like awards and there's only one lady making the robes yeah and like they were giving out a kkk barbie and i was just like oh my fucking god and like when they leave they're like have a nice white day no it was that kid that came over and (laughs) and they were talking he's like oh i'm thinking about joining you guys and they're like oh okay and he said have a nice white day (laughs) and i said oh lord and I'd but like the funny part though about that conversation though was the kid was talking about like how much he like didn't like like 
certain races mm-hmm. or whatever. And one of the KKK guys is like, oh, I mean, we're not like that. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, what are you then? Literally. It's just they would deny everything. Like, the guy was like... Like, this documentary is so funny. And if I can remember what it was called, guys, you have to look it up. Because, like, the guy was like, oh, we don't hang anybody anymore. And then the camera pans to, like, his, like, jacket where it has a noose on it. Literally. And And I said, the joke's literally right. Like, it feels fake. Like, this whole documentary feels fake. Like, dude, it feels like a documentary now episode. Literally. Like, it feels... But it's real. (laughs) And that's what's scary about it. Exactly. And then this one mom, they all got exposed, by the way, by the end of this documentary. They all got exposed that they were part of this group. So they disbanded for a little bit. And yeah. the mom was really pissed off because she was like, oh, my kids are in this and I, I don't understand why people are so mad at me. And I'm like, honey, <laughs> honey. Honey. <laughs> it's coming from inside well, the literally. house. So, um, like we said earlier, we've never seen the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone episodes, mm-hmm. like from the 2017, 2018 series. Mm-hmm. But do you think that the new one like, would hold up to like the original series? I'm not sure. You don't, you don't, know. You don't know? I mean, all I can tell from the trailers that we saw... I mean, it looks like a modern retelling of the old episodes, especially with the airplane one. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. So I feel like a lot of them are just rehashes of just like to show modern audiences what the Twilight Zone is or to introduce modern audiences to the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. It's just the vibe I'm getting. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's kind of just like, oh, this is the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. It's a genre. It's the bad bitch genre. So would you want to do another show? Um, I think you did a really good job, and I wouldn't mind it. Okay, which ones? I don't know. What show were you thinking? Mm. I don't know. It'd have to be good, though. Yeah, like, it'd have to be a good show. I mean... The Walking Dead. If you've seen on our Twitter, by the way, we've I've been reviewing uh, shows that we watch. That uh, Christian watches. Yeah. <laughs> I did a full... I, I, I do, like... I'll do, like, threads or whatever, and, like, I did one for, like, the entire Halo series... Mm-hmm. Because I, fin- I finally started and finished it, like, earlier this month, or late, uh, through late December to early this month, January. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done uh, reviews for the last two episodes of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, today is January 28th, so the f- third episode should come out tomorrow, just for reference, so you guys know where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, so far, I've been, I've been thinking it's doing really well. Yeah. I don't, no one's liked the tweets yet, but they get engagement. People see them. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I think my hashtag game is working. Good job, Christian. Yeah, I do my best. So what do you think of those episodes? How would you want to rate it overall? Oh, overall, I I think it is an eight. An eight? Eight, eight? eight. I'll give it a six. I mean, individually, some of the episodes probably rank lower than that. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, but like, I do, overall. I just, I just enjoy the Twilight Zone that yeah. much. Like, I love the Twilight Zone. Oh, I can really tell. You were super into it, and you were just super happy. I was like, Yeah! What the, is this just? Is this? Ill? Yeah, I know. I didn't write that much. Okay, that's why I thought. I thought this was like the last page or something. Mm-mm. Anyway, so um, moving on to uh, our third uh, movie slash entertainment media of the of the month was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sahara, do you think that the guide helps, or do you think it was distracting? Um, I think. Honestly, towards the beginning, it was kind of helpful, especially when it was telling us what was happening. It kind of had the same energy as Zombieland. Really? And I didn't like it. I like Zombieland, though. Okay, I like Zombieland, but I didn't like... Or... (laughs) This was closer to Ned's Declassified than it was to Zombieland. LMAO. Like, Zombieland was like, oh, you know, like, always aim for the head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's in the beginning, though. But, like... 
this would just like come out of nowhere. Yeah, literally. Like it wasn't like it would just like the first one was like, oh yeah, make sure you always have a towel. And yeah, then literally. Like, like it, it was fine in the beginning. I mean, and there were some funny parts too. Like mm. I really like the bowl, uh, the bowl of petunias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing the bowl of petunias thought as it fell to the ground was, oh no, not again. Literally. Experts have said if we knew why the bowl of petunias thought this, we'd know a lot more about the galaxy. Guys, he said that from memory. <laughs> so, what do you really think about Arthur? I hate him. Why? I just don't like him. I just think he's a sad boy that's like, mm, that's the point. Hates me, mm, and I'm just like, you are so unlikable right now. Okay. Th- that was kind of the point. I guess you're supposed to like think that. Well, I think the point is to find what is our purpose in life. You know. Oh yeah. And I think Arthur was just kind of thrown into that, which is like a fun like plot device. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, but when the main character is super unlikable, like it really turns me off to the film. How come the last two people from the entire planet to survive got to be both British? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> she's not British. She's American. But it's in the but the movie takes place in England, so yeah. I think we're supposed to infer that she's British. Well, I don't know. I never read the book, so I don't know. Well, not the book, like the the the, the movie. Film. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, so. Last one. Do you think that the space science was believable? Mm. I think with, like, the infinite device, and I liked when the guide, like, brought it up, that this is how this works. I like that bit. But everything else, yeah, no. Yeah. I thought it was, like, ugh. So that's a no? So what did you... Let's rank it. I'll give it... I'm gonna give it a five. I'll give it a, a five. Yeah. Not bad, not good. Yeah. It definitely felt like two different movies. Literally. Like, the beginning is really good, but up to a certain extent. I think right when, like, uh, Trisha gets Trisha. kidnapped, I'm, I'm, my brain gets turned off. Like, I'm done with it. So I was like, I'm going to tr- shut my brain off. Yeah, literally. That episode of Black Mirror. Dude! We should do Black Mirror. Should we? Yeah. Another Twilight Zone-esque. Literally. So, um, last movie of the month. Ooh. Sahara, what movie did we do? The 2001 Planet of the Apes. Directed by Tim Burton. Woo. That's all. Um, you can follow us on our Twitter. Stop. All right. No, but really. So um, did you know that the critics rated this film a 44%? Well, critics, air quotes. <laughs> a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, what, what, do you th- what do you think about that? 44%? Yeah. That's a good... And I'm gonna give it a 38, actually. 17. Yeah, like uh, the audience score only gave it a 27. percent I'm dead. How does that make you feel? Honestly, well deserved. So I was like, honestly, yeah, I hated this movie. Dude, this film was to make this film was chaotic from start to finish. Literally. Like, and we can really tell as the audience member if we're like, what, what? what? Also, me and Christian's new thing is saying. Uh, Seamus. Our brother in My brother in Seamus. My brother in Seamus. Or Seamus smiles upon me. <laughs> so, what did you think of the tone of this film? Um. Like, was the a... film was trying, don't mm. get me wrong, but like, it was. I all... felt like there was a lesson, but the lesson was like, like, out of reach. Like, I'm like. This movie was the answer to a question, and that question was why we shouldn't let Tim Burton direct anymore. So as I was saying, so this film kind of felt like an answer to a question, and that question was why shouldn't Tim Burton direct anymore? Oh my god. Dude, this film literally fell on his lap, bro, and I feel so bad for him. Like, to have his name attached to this when it wasn't really, like, 
They were like, here you wanna, go. Did he not want to direct this? Why? Nobody wanted... Christian, this film of directors was a revolving door. Like, Emmerich was on this at one point. Roland Emmerich? Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm not even joking. Like, Here, you keep reading. I want to look that up. Dude, I have it right here. I have it all right here. Peter Jackson was on here at one Ugh. point. Um, here, it's right here. I have it all right here. Oh, my God. It was a revolving door. Tom Cruise. Charlie Sheen? Yes, bro, oh I have that God. written down, yeah. Charlie Sheen and uh, Tom Cruise were supposed to play Leo. But that was, like, in the early 90s. Like, they were trying to get this movie to be done since the early 70s, bro. Well, it says Peter Jackson. They pitched their own, like, three or... Like, they pitched, like, a movie that would pick up where they left off mm-hmm. in the original movies. I but guess. that's... Because they're writing... This... This... What we see now is the tweet script of what Tim Burton has. So they, whatever, they, when they gave it to them, they would, like, tweak it, and then they'd give it to the next director. And then the next director is from what I've gathered what happened. I'm noticing that. But, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. This is awful. I know. But, like, so you know that the sexy monkey that's, like, basically about to fuck that orangutan... Uh-huh. But, like, it's played by Lisa Marie, who was dating Tim Burton at the time. But many rumors started that he cheated on her with Helena Baum Carter. Good for him. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord. Would you want to be with somebody that made you dress like a monkey? And then cheated on me? I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? But, oh, my God. Do you think this film is political? No. Oh. I think I think it's just bad. Okay, well, do you think they're commenting on gun control? No. I only say that because the NRA was being big mad about gun control during that time. And I can tie it together because the apes kept repeating that guns are horrible and no one should have them. But what do you think about that? I think that that was just because they were, like, way too advanced for their time. Yeah. Like, they were still using, like, swords, so... But do you think that's more, like, a political stance on, like, no guns, you know? I don't know if it's a political thing. I think it just... Works with the plot because they kind of use, like... They kind of, the whole movie kind of has like oh human technology bad and I think guns are just a symbol for that did you know that Burton got the finished script right so he got the finished yeah. script and he tweaked it a little bit but removed that Dana being a warrior queen I'm so mad like Dana could have had a bigger role are you kidding like okay. when I read that I was like are you fucking serious I can't believe that dude literally that's a, that's a waste of talent Dude, Gore, uh, Gary Oldman was supposed to be in this. Of course. He was supposed to play Fade. Of course. But the pay wasn't up to his standards, so he opted out. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the pay wasn't up to his standards. Also, Johnny Depp did a makeup test. <laughs> which I'm so surprised. I'm like, hello, Bob Carter, and no Johnny Depp? What? I was expecting him. He's probably Pericles, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> who, plays, who plays Pericles? A monkey. Wow, really? I meant like... There, we looked this up last time. There's like two monkeys that are playing him. Did you know that there's supposed to be a love scene between Leo and Ari? Leo and Ari? Ari the monkey, yes. Yeah, but it was like, they were like, Burton, no. No, don't do it. Because I guess there was an ape slash human love child in Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and everybody didn't like that. Yeah, like that's a thing in like some of the other movies. And I'm just like, huh? See, I kind of want to see that because I'm like, wait, what? What? Literally. Dude, Chris Columbus, bro, was supposed to, like, direct this. And Sam Hamm. I I don't get it, man. I don't get it either. James Cameron was on this at one point. Literally. 
dude, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to find where they uh, said the whole love child thing. And there's just like, like there is this whole, and like they were trying to like piece together this film. Like they wanted the monkeys to be during the Renaissance era and like talk about like religion and that kind of thing yeah. of where the story was supposed to go. Or uh, they wanted the monkeys to be from the future and it kind of looked like our world. So there's just a lot happening. And I can see like the whole tweaking of like the script, like really like is very like prevalent in this film because I do feel like when watching this film there's like a lot of like like a lot of like missing pieces yeah. you know what I mean mm. also Ben Affleck Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio were possible leads for this film makes sense that's so wild they, they just threw a bunch of shit at the wall and saw dude stuck. literally oh my goodness I don't know. Oh, they also said that um, that Ari's makeup would be really, really hard to make because uh, Helen Baum Carter is too sexy, and mm. they didn't want to make her too sexy as an ape, so they gave her eyebrows to see if that would help. <laughs> of course. What do you think, Christian? Did the eyebrows help? I wasn't. Yeah, I guess they did help. <laughs> I always thought the monkeys looked really scary. They don't even look like monkeys. They look like a mix between like monkeys and people, which I guess was I think what that's they what were makes going it so for. scary. And I think that's like like the uncanny valley thing that I mentioned. I think that's like, what they, they were going so for. So scary to me. I don't know. I can't find it, but there is this like like thing where they said that like he wanted like a love scene between them, and I'm like, bro, I would have been horrified if I saw that. Yeah. Oh my god, there's. Kevin Costner, Harrison Ford, and Patrick Swayze were all rumored rumored for the starring role. Of course. That's so crazy. What is so? What are we rating this film? Um, three. I'm keeping my three rating from earlier. Um, I'm gonna take it. I think I said five, but I think I'm gonna take it down to a four. But just the more I learn about this film, I'm just like, that's wild. That's At what point wild. do you give up? Literally, and I think. Literally, I think they just had an obligation to make this movie, and I think that's why it had such a troubling start. But I feel like if it's not working, like, don't fucking touch it, you know? Like, why give audience members, like, shitty work? Like, a shitty project? Because, like, names are... Like, these are people's names attached to it. Like, those are people's reputations, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. But what do you give this ranking overall for the month? Overall, for the whole month, mm-hmm. I think I'll give it a a six. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Because let's see, I gave Dune and Twilight Zone eights. I gave this a three. That averages out to like six point three, something like that. Right. And then what did I give uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to five? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Nineteen. 24 divided by 4. Yeah, that, that averages out to a 6 exactly. So, yeah. Nice. I had, like, I had to math that out in my head, but those out of the other ad average out to a 6. Do you th- What do you think of Puff Puff Smashes? I feel like it's an 8 or above. 7.5 or above. A smash for me is a. It has to be a good 6. Mm. Like is this had, a bad 6? No. Uh, yeah, this is a bad six. So you want to do a nightmare blunt rotation from one person from each movie. Okay. Um, you got to start with Dune. 
Uh, Nightmare Blood Rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Harkonnen. Okay. Twilight Zone. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go with uh, the deputy from I Am the Night Color Me Black. Okay. Okay. Um, Hitchhikers. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go with uh, the blue whale. That was or the sperm whale, I mean. And then I'm gonna go with Ari. Okay. From Planet of the Apes. Alright, for me, my nightmare blood rotation is the spice. Ooh. <laughs> daring today, aren't Literally. we? Why? Um, You're gonna pass the drugs to the, the drugs. The noose and color me black. Oh. Um let's see, what was that? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm gonna say the Hitchhiker's Guide itself. And then the last one, I'm gonna go with Simos. Yeah. Because he kind of started this whole thing. <laughs> My brother and Simos. My brother. Simos has returned to us. Notice me, senpai. Notice, Notice me. me. <laughs> so that is it for our January Sober Thoughts Month. If you would like to listen to all those episodes that we have discussed today, they should all be there. We are on Apple Podcast and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Um, if you would like to participate in Sober Thoughts, you can email us at puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com just to say what your thoughts are about the movie and to just say hi. We are also on Tumblr. We are Puff Puff Pass Podcast, as well as Twitter. We are at Puff Pass Podcast. That's a lot of Puff Pass Podcast. I know. It's I kind know. of a tongue twister. I know. But Christian, what are we doing next month? Uh, next month, we are doing rom-coms i'm so excited yay actually just finished as of today we just finished writing and doing the notes for our first movie of the month sahara would you like to tell them what movie we're doing we're doing something borrowed starring people that we kind of don't really know I have read the books at a very young age, and I've also seen the movie at a very young age, so I'm very excited for you guys to hear my thoughts. Uh-oh, looks like someone had unrestricted access to the internet. Mm, I'm very excited for you guys to see my very adult-like takes now. Ooh. They're not as childish as they were before. So I was like, I like when they kiss. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see you guys next, next month Monday. for Sober Thoughts. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, uh, glad to uh, share this time with you all. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. We hope your January has gone better than ours. Say bye, Sahara. Bye.